0: What's crack? Big dogs. Welcome back right to the channel. Welcome back right to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE. Big dogs. Gotta eats. And we're jumping right into Dynasty content. There is one, one game left in the NFL season. There are trades flying around my Dynasty leagues already. Okay? And I'm sure that's the case with most of y'all. Especially if you're in the BDGE Dynasty leagues, which we curate, set up, and run for y'all that are in our Discord. BGE dot store forward slash community to get in there as well as getting our dynasty ranks trades are flying around man and there are some very 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 obvious trade targets and players to trade off of your team at this very moment it is peak prime time to get these five running backs which we will talk about today off your dynasty rosters because we saw enough of what we of we we seen to what we seen all right there ain't no coming back now from that we saw what we saw this year and i think we know what to expect going forward into 2020 to dynasty fantasy football with these players so you need to get them off your team and in order to do that you need to tuck your shirt in first we need to stop yelling we need to eat there comes a time in nearly every player's lifespan that's on your dynasty roster at one point or another, there's a transition period, okay? every, every Basically, every player goes through this phase where their, their value for trading is is sort of like whoever owns them won't accept anything less than a... They won't accept a second for this player, right? However, no one in the league is going to give them a first, okay? It's a, it's a lot of these quarterbacks, like you, you think of quarterback twos, like the guys who are like the Derek Cars or in that kind of range, the people who own them don't want to give him away for a second, but the people who are trading for him don't really want to give away like the 108. Most players fall into that category where the owners want a first won't accept a second. The trade forers will give you a second, but won't give up a first. This first guy, Clyde Edwards Hilaire of the Kansas City Chiefs is over that hump. We're, 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 we're done with him. It's just not there with Clyde and the Chiefs know it and you should know it at this point. Okay. I know y'all are going to be like, new new year, new Clyde in 2022. You fucking idiots. No, we literally just did this song and dance going into last year. We were talking about how there was too much competition for him with a fucking 45-year-old Le'Veon Bell, and that's why he dropped off. The signs were very obvious, and it was my concern all offseason. He was in a great spot, right? And I made this video, and I talked about how the upside was probably there because of the spot he was in. But there's a very high chance that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is just a super fucking average running back and super average running backs in the NFL end up getting churned out and recycled. And now we have seen two straight years of sample size in which Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has continued to lose and lose and lose and lose work in the receiving game, goal line work. Regular work. All this motherfucker is basically unemployed at this point. Two guys that are just replacement level players. It continues to happen. I don't know why we're going to push the narrative that it might not happen again next year. Okay? Not everything is black and white. In fantasy football, uh, uh, 99% of things aren't black or white, okay? It's not like Clyde Worslayer is a top five guy or Kyle Worslayer is a complete bust. He is sitting in purgatory, and he will continue to sit there and slowly move himself further and further down the rankings. I just updated my season-long rankings this morning, which you could also get as part of this package. And I move him down to like RB30-ish next year, and I think that's probably about where you need to be. He's just in a committee. That's what it's going to be. And if you can't see that right now, I question, I question you and I question your mother and I question the upbringing that she had for you. I was going to release this last week, right? And we saw Jarek McKinnon dominate the snaps against the Bills in that backfield during that game. And I was like, you know, I want to wait one more week because I know Clyde was coming back from the ankle injury and he wasn't really at full strength, but then he got a full week of practice in this week. And still, Jarek McKinnon Dominated the snaps and the touches and the work in this backfield. Clyde is just being replaced on all levels of the field, man. Tell you what, kind of ironic. Remember during the uh, the NFL draft process when everyone kept asking, like, who's the best NFL player you've played with? You know, the Chiefs are trying to get a feel for which running back to take. And Joe Burrow said, Joe Burrow played college football with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and still said that Clyde was the best athlete he's ever played football with. Makes you think. Makes you think that he was in it for the long game. Joey B would be in it for the long game. He had them use the first round pick on Clyde so he could beat them in the fucking AFC championship game three years later. You love to see it. This was a trade that went down in my uh GoFade Me Dynasty League the other day. Sexy Pats got Chris Godwin and a back end of the third. He gave up Clyde and uh 2-5. I guess the pick really kind of even things out there because you're jumping up 15 spots in the rookie draft. This is a super flex league, so it's a little more valuable. I'm going to be honest, even with Godwin tearing the ACL, and this was pre-Brady retiring, so it's obviously a little bit of a hit there. But even with Godwin, see, that that's what I'm saying right now. Like Even Brady retiring godwin acl tear i probably still take the godwin side because i believe in him so much more of a player like Clyde whistler straight up might just be he might be like geo bernard in two years he might just be a guy who gets like seven touches a game possibly he might be a nothing to your dynasty team chris godwin is still like 25 years old still very young so i would take the chris godwin side of that trade even even with all the nonsense surrounding what he's going through right now with the ACL, with Brady retiring. You look at like what Clyde Edwards-Flaire has done basically like two years in, man, like 12.2, half PPR fantasy points per game, 10.6 this year, not including the playoffs. By year two, if you're like a real breakout running back candidate, you've put up big numbers. If you had a big year. Um, And I remember everyone like he had a thousand yards from scrimmage his rookie year. It's like you're a shit running back if you're a starting running back in the Chiefs offense and can't get a thousand total yards from scrimmage. It's not a difficult feat to have. Like if you're a first round NFL draft pick, when you have that capital, you get workhorse volume. ASAP, and you're either good enough to maintain it, or they wipe it away from you fucking quickly. So with Clyde edwards Lair, like I said, we're past that hump, man. I'm if I can get the 201 form, if I can get the 202, I'd probably go as far down as like the 203, 204 for Clyde edwards Lair, and I think you could probably get that done. The next guy up on this list, and this one hurts a little bit more to say, and that's Mr. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. And this, yeah, this one stinks, man, because he's been such a fun fantasy player to own the last few years, outside of this previous year. The way I look at Aaron Jones going forward in fantasy is there is no reason whatsoever not to believe that there's going to be a complete split between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon going forward in this backfield. Like they showed us exactly what it was going to be over the entire almost the entire season when you look at these splits. AJ Dillon in the games when he played with Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones in the games he played with AJ Dylan. So I wiped out the first three weeks of the season because we didn't really know what the split was going to be. And Aaron Jones had his one monster game early on in the year where he had like 38 fantasy points. Otherwise, besides that, he's been extremely mediocre. So you might say that's bullshit, but it was really early on in the year. I don't think we had the split set up yet. And it was the one complete outlier game. But the final from weeks four through 17. So you're looking at a 12 game sample size. And the numbers are almost identical for these two in terms of volume, in terms of production. Uh, at A.J. Dillon, 12.4 rush attempts per game. Aaron Jones, 11 rush attempts per game. Obviously, he had a little bit more in the target and reception department, but this is completely uh, a, a split, and you're seeing the rushing touchdown numbers that's what's more dramatic for a guy like Aaron Jones because he was someone who was scoring like 12 to 15 rushing touchdowns per year. That's what made him an elite fantasy option. 0.17 rushing touchdowns per game in games where A.J. Dillon plays. A.J. Dillon, 0.42. They were using him more on the goal line, okay? And very much like Clyde Russell, like Aaron Jones, 12.2 half PPR fantasy points per game, like that's fine. You could use that as like your RB2. You could use it in your flex, but it's not Aaron Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not the... Price that you paid if you if you bought them last offseason the roi is negative right now like i said the big hit came on the goal line like dylan led the team with 10 goal line carries jones had just six and if you look at the previous two seasons jones has averaged 11 goal line carries per year so almost double the rate in the previous two years as to this year, and A.J. Dillon's the fucking reason why. So for me, it's very, very clear that this is going to be a committee going forward. And uh, it's a committee that really, really hampers Aaron Jones's ceiling. So if you can get some solid return on Aaron Jones, if you can get a top five rookie pick or something like that, I would absolutely be willing to do it. I would do the same for Rashad Penny. He's one of those guys that I would flip for an early second round pick. Absolutely. Right. If you happen to catch one of those fucking stray championships because of Penny, you caught a twofer. You're like fake intern Tony pulling up to the comedy cellar. Very first time in his entire life. Both Louis CK and Aziz Ansari step out on the goddamn podium. That's bullshit. That's fucking not one of them is bullshit. I'm wrapped up about that gets fucking two that's like Rashad Penny owners not only do they catch a championship but now they can flip Rashad Penny for an early second late first round pick all right here's the way I look at Penny I am I'm someone who's very 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 in favor of needing a large sample size so I will take a four-year sample size over a four-game sample size and that's all we have of Rashad Penny okay I'm gonna lay out the facts for you right now the obvious his ability to stay healthy is not good. He has missed 28 games during the portion of his rookie contract. The rookie contract is four years. That is nearly half of his entire rookie contract. The Seahawks declined his fifth-year option. There's no guarantee he's even in Seattle next year. Okay, there's just as good of a chance that he gets signed elsewhere. And he's a rotation back. That he is coming back. The, if you're holding on to Rashad Penny, you are banking on so many things going right for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out like nine red flags for you. Okay. This is fucking finance bro in Manhattan right now type of red flag shit. Rashad Penny, fifth year option, declined. Just as big of a chance to be a rotation back elsewhere as he is to be re-signed in Seattle. Because you know why? They gave Chris Carson money last offseason. Best case scenario is Rashad Penny re-signs with Seattle, right? They just just say, hey, we fucked up, we give him the bag. But the Chris Carson signing is two negatives for Rashad Penny because Chris Carson got money. Now, does Seattle think twice before investing more money into the running back position? I know that's like something they have a fucking fetish about and running backs and uh, it probably won't take much convincing for them to sign a check for another running back but you know it might make them think twice Carson is back next year okay it's a two-year deal last year was the first year bad year serious injury. He's not going to be anywhere near the, you know, once upon a time, 20 touch Chris Carson that he was, but if he's healthy, they love him man. he's going to be a part of this rotation. So that hurts Penny a little bit too. The other, the other thing is like, is Russell Wilson even in Seattle? Like Seattle is a three win team without Russell Wilson under center. Fuck. They were a seven win team this year in a 17 game season with Russ. So I can only imagine how bad they're going to be. I don't want a two down thumper in an awful offense, right? These are all things that might or might not happen. Chris Carson, Russell Wilson, Rashad Penny, all contract things that are kind of up in the air right now. We've heard a lot of rumors about Russ not being happy in Seattle. I don't know how you could be happy in Seattle right now. Linked him to the Giants, right? Like that's a very real scenario that Russell Wilson can end up in New York next year. Penny literally had six catches last year on eight targets. Six catches the entire year on eight targets. All that volume over the last month of the season where he blew up was strictly on the ground. So you're looking at a guy who is probably part of a shitty offense. Yes, he has some nice explosive runs. And yes, he was awesome down the stretch last year. But again, it's such a small sample size to bank on with all these red flags. Like, listen, if Chris Carson was a free agent, if we knew Russ was happy, if this was a a nine wins, uh, nine win team that had some momentum going on offense, if they had signed him to a fifth year contract right now, there's too many uncertainties to just assume that they're all going to go in the favor of Rashad Penny. So if you can move Rashad Penny for an early second round pick, I'm doing that ASAP fucking rocky yes sir fourth running back on this list is josh jacobs of the las vegas raiders if i own josh jacobs i'm trying to offload him we're now three years in and i think we're no we know what we get from josh jacobs and he's a good he's a solid rb2 that will score touchdowns and play well when the raiders win games but he's not that consistent and he's not someone that's ever going to win you leagues Kenyon Drake will probably be back sooner rather than later. He had a big pass catching year this year. Josh Jacobs, career highs, obviously, but both Kenyon Drake and Jalen Richard missed significant, significant extended periods throughout the year. Uh, Josh Jacobs actually had his worst fantasy points per game season this year since entering the league we have a new regime we have a new head coach who knows if they want to just continue feeding josh jacobs the ball 20 times a game i'd probably rather shoot my shot on someone with more upside if you can move them for an actual player one of these younger players if you can move them for like a jk dobbins type uh, if you can move them for dobbins and a, and a second or third or something like that that would be wonderful Uh, I think there's more upside there Jacobs is like a good fantasy piece again but he's not gonna help you win if he's not gonna help you win leagues and I understand if you have a stack team and he's like your flex player or something you want to hold on to him I I think that's probably worth doing Um, but at the end of the day when you drafted him at like the 101 a couple years ago and I think the upside this was probably his highest upside year because of the pass catching I don't know how steady that pass catching role is actually going to be with a new head coach and with those other running backs who were banged up most of the year so Josh Jacobs is a guy that I'm selling the last player on this list okay i want to know who you're selling actually before i get to number five who is one running back in dynasty that you are trying to offload right now literally right now go do it go do it go comment hit the thumbs up while you're down there while you're down there there's a link it's the first link in the description it's going to take you to felix gray y'all know i love my felix grays these are blue light blocking glasses you know i've talked about them at nauseum that's not a good description for it because you can never get sick of these bad boys. I wear them every, literally every single night. As soon as the sun goes down, you put the Felix Greys on. Your body starts getting into night mode. All right, your eyes will no longer get strained from staring at screens all day. It was one of the biggest improvements to my life when I started first doing all this content creation bullshit because I was staring at screens all fucking day. I was working twelve to fourteen hours a day, and by the end of it, I looked like a dead person. Man, you could have thrown me right in the uh, into the morgue, and I would I would have camouflaged right in there. But No longer, I'm a young, healthy, vibrant man. Thanks to Felix Gray, this is without a doubt the best purchase I have made under hundred dollars for my health, for my safety, for my sanctity. If you are someone that is in bed and you watch TV before you're going to sleep, or you're like this on your fucking cell phone before you're going to sleep, these things will block the light that emits into your fucking eyeballs and, and make you not sleep. All right, these are the single best purchase I made. One hundred dollars. I really, 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 truly, truly, truly mean that. So go check out Felix Gray again. The link is in the description. While you're down there, hit the thumbs up and all that stuff. Devin Singletary, the Buffalo Bills. There is just something in my bones that can't buy what Devin Singletary has done over the last month of the season, man. He's been really hot and it's kind of like Rashad Penny, but I want you to take an objective look. Here is career stats year by year. I want you to look at the actual lines. This year, 2021, it was actually almost exactly like every other year. The only difference here is that he had eight touchdowns this year, as opposed to the four his rookie year and two in 2020. And I know he had a you know big playoff run. So those numbers don't factor into this regular season run, but it's very much the same player. 11.1 fantasy points per game his rookie year, 7.8 in 2020, 10.5 this year. He won't touch 200 carries, 40 catches is, you know, probably around what you're going to get. And he's not an explosive player. So you see like, the catch radius over there, 6.7 yards per reception, 7.1, 5.7. So you're getting 40 catches that he does nothing with, okay? At the end of the day, Singletary is a slow, small, unathletic running back. He's just not that good of a running back. He just has the the fortune uh, of finding himself in a really, really, really good situation. It's very similar to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They're probably about the same value going forward. And these are exactly the types of players that you sell in Dynasty, okay? Players with really high recency bias and players who aren't that talented, but are in really good situations because we all know situations change like... Okay. Um, and I'm sure the running back rumors are going to start sw- swirling for the Buffalo Bills sooner rather than later. It's every off season talking about linking them to free agents and linking them to high draft capital running backs, players like that. So I think the value for Devin Singletary has nowhere to go but down. You know, if things stay, uh if things stay sexy for him out there in Buffalo, then listen, I'll I'll uh I'll unload some draft capital and best ball drafts, maybe some season long drafts, but right now in Dynasty, he's just not the type of player with his profile and the small sample size of being good that you want to hold on to when you can get some real, real value squeezed out of this man. Okay. So Devin Singletary is the fuck out of here. So we have the list just to recap Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Aaron Jones, Rashad Penny. Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary, five running backs I'm trying to offload from my dynasty roster right the fuck now. Okay? Do it. Do it. Send them out. Send out some offers. Let me know what those offers were. Let me know if your league mates accepted. Let me know uh, what players you're trying to offload right now from your dynasty team. Okay? That is all I got for you today. I will be bike. I don't know. I don't know. I love you though.